Hey guys, Robert here to remind you to rate and review us on iTunes. If you can, give us a five-star review. You don't even have to leave a rating. You don't have to write anything down. Just leave us a five-star review, and we will love you forever. Forever. We will love you forever. Thanks, and enjoy the next episode of the Shark Dropper Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Shark Chopper Podcast. I'm Robert. I'm John. And I'm John. Yeah, two Johns today. Hey, Just when John. you thought there couldn't be enough Johns, <laughs> there's more. John yeah, we're, just, we're just here for the Movies, Films, and Flicks podcast. And, that, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm the guest. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because we've all done that. The, the, the hosting or the guesting? We've, we've all done uh, Movies, Films, and Flicks together. Yeah. That's true, yeah. yeah. And there's nobody in the Shark Dropper crew present now who hasn't done it. That's true. Because Kyle's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's sitting this one out. Yeah, Kyle. That's true. But I wanted to point him out specifically. <laughs> I think one of these one of these uh, one of these weeks, I'm just gonna have Kyle come on as a host of movies, films, and flicks. Just randomly. And just not tell you and Mark. Kyle <laughs> <Just laughs> be like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome he does to a Shark crappy Dropper. job hosting. We're going to boat him off the island Survivor <laughs> style. That's true. And yeah. and Shark Dropper in general. Yeah, I will say that uh, I've been doing these podcasts for a couple years now. And I'm not saying I'm the best host, but I feel like I've just become so comfortable when it comes to to hosting a podcast. Are you bragging right now or... No, I'm just. Uh, oh, okay. It's not even. It's not even that big of a deal to me. I, it's not even bragging. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. I'm not bragging. I'm just. I think I'm really good. I'm at the it. Guy who, I, you're the guy who's not shocked when he hits two home runs and two consecutive at bats. I, just, like, I meant to I, do that. I expected that. You're just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy because I remember like when we first, were first starting the podcast, like the idea of of hosting a podcast just seemed like very, very nerve wracking to me. I just so like. Like, oh, man, I don't know if it's a good idea. Like, I'll sound like an idiot. But, like, as time goes on, it's like I just accepted the fact that I sound like an idiot all the time. <laughs> There's nothing I, think, I can do about it. Yeah, I think if you just you just accept the fact that this is how you are and this yeah. is how you act and you're okay with it going out on, you know, You, you know, like, the best it. part is, though, and, like, the reason why I brought it up in the first place is that it really does transfer to real life because these days, like, I feel a lot more comfortable in social situations, like, even talking to, like, complete strangers, like, because, mm. like, before, like, I was just, like, you know, you're worried, like, you don't want to seem like an idiot to people you've never met before, but these days, it's, like, yeah, I don't really care if they think I'm stupid or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, oh, like, well. <laughs> I'm super comfortable these days, and it's, like, it's, uh, this whole podcasting thing is really, really, uh... You don't have anxiety anymore, do you? I mean, I do, but, like... Not for stupid shit, like uh, yeah. But like, if some jerk overhears you talking about something at Starbucks and they like voice that they don't like your opinion, you can be like, "Yeah, yeah well, okay. I don't know how many likes do you have on an iTunes jerkwad?" Yeah, because we have over thirty. <laughs> I've got over five thousand. Oh shit! None. 
<laughs> that's true. You're hoping at that point he has none. It turns out to be like a real big personality on like iTunes or YouTube, and turns out he has more than thirty. Yeah. Then you're screwed. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I hate to sound all corny, but uh, I think podcasting has uh, changed my life for the better. For the better. For the better. I mean, podcasting has become a rather significant portion of your life. That's true. Like uh, it's up there with that, masturbation. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not go that far. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I yeah I get that. I mean you know podcasting is like big for all of us now because we we're like turning you know this into something. I mean, so, if you were to go back to the very first couple episodes of Shard Dropper, which were like yeah, I don't want just to. like my the very first podcast I've ever done. Like mm-hmm. you could tell, there's a huge difference between then and now and you yeah. host horror play and movies films and flicks yeah so you host two of them yeah it's uh you host snub i host <laughs> snub the one that we release once every two years <laughs> we have like a bunch in the uh the can too yeah i just haven't edited them mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really slow with that yeah i don't know but uh yeah do you guys ever take turns hosting on mff no, it's just me. Just you? I think Mark hosted once. Oh, uh, when Robert maybe joined, or I don't know. Yeah. I remember there was one time where I couldn't make it either. Like, John couldn't make it, I couldn't make it, and you guys still recorded. Oh, but because that's, well, guys, Kyle set us up, and then, like, Mark and I just kind of went with it. Yeah, and you guys just did it together, like, just you two. But I don't remember <laughs> who was host or not. That was hilarious. Yeah. Double duties. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, anyway. All right. So, Eleven Good. It's uh, that time of the year where... Uh, Scary? Yeah. You okay. know, it, Halloween's coming up. Um, obviously. Which, this is getting released after Halloween, so... Just oh, is let, it? Just let the listeners know. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, let's just uh, let's just go with my uh, original, Your original Yeah, we're not going to try to do the whole backwards. Yeah, like, well, we just went through well, Halloween. That yeah, was great. Yeah. No, no. Let's, let's just go with it. Right, <laughs> right. Um, so, like, uh, what do you, like, because you're a horror movie aficionado, which might be an understatement, but, you know, like, during this time of year, I'd imagine it's, like, your Christmas and your uh, Thanksgiving, your Easter, your Hanukkah, all rolled into one. So, like, how are you celebrating kind of this time of year as a horror movie guy? Well, considering that I live in a place where I'm really not happy living, I'm not going to do much, Laz. But normally I love I love Halloween parties. I love the people watching on Halloween. I love that it gives people an excuse to be a little sluttier or just a little more outgoing or a little more insert adjective here, you know? Like, people kind of let whatever their geek flag is fly a little higher, on Halloween. Like you don't have to be into horror to love Halloween. You can love comic books. You can be a, a convention goer and love Halloween, you know? So I, I think that makes it pretty cool. And it's great for the family aspect too. I've got, you know, tons of my, my cousins, little kids and everything. But for me, I, you know, the biggest difference in my life is really just that I, I, I watch a, a bigger proportion of the movies that I watch in a week are going to be horror. Are there certain horror movies that you just kind of watch out tradition this time of year? Not not necessarily. I mean, the last two years I've been watching the Halloween movies a lot, but that's because the movies, films, and flicks uh, Halloween episode this and last year were on the Halloween movies. Yeah, I was about to say, I watch those movies too. Well, they always they <laughs> yeah, play them on AMC like all the time. Is what, the, uh, the Rob Zombie ones as well? No, not those. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> not those. 
You know, though, most people are like, oh, gosh, it's Halloween. So Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, right? They say things like that or, or the original Friday the 13th. And those movies are all kind of serious. Whereas for some reason on Halloween, I, I, I honestly enjoy watching more like the either the guilty pleasure movies or the more fun movies. So like not Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1, but Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, where it's more you know, self-awareedly funny um, or the ghoulies movies or, you know, things like that. I, I like the ones that are more fun. Puppet Master when it's Halloween. I don't necessarily want to jump yeah. on, you know, around in October. Right. I, I kind of want to relive the movies that I've loved for a long time. And the highly rewatchable movies aren't the really scary ones because then, you know, when the scares are coming. If you've seen them a whole lot of times. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's, I like the sillier ones. I like the Night of the Demons movies. You know, I've gotten through two of them uh, this October so far. So, you know, that's that's it. I just watch a little more horror and I and I look forward to Halloween. I was at a Halloween party last weekend. I'll go to another this weekend. And what did you dress up as? I totally copped out. I've been pretty busy and traveling a lot. So I just used last year's costume, which <laughs> nice. was Indiana Jones. OK. It, 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 it's it's a legit match. Like I have, I think he might like, be bigger than Harrison Ford. Loving good. Oh, he's like six foot one or six foot two, though, right? I mean, I'm. I mean, granted, <laughs> I probably have him by a hundred pounds, but yeah. <laughs> is it is it uh, Indiana Jones from Raiders Temple Crusade or That's it. Skull? <laughs> it would probably be most fair to say that I'm dressed like uh, Temple, mm-hmm. except I'm clean. Like arc, okay. Because it's it's not all dirtied up and it's not missing a sleeve and you know it's not torn, it's not untucked. Well, so it's like it's like Harrison Ford at the beginning of Temple of Doom. Well, keep that costume for like twenty years and then dress up at at again, and then you can be the skull. It'd be, <laughs> skull. be the skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal skull. You're too Ugh. old. You're too old for this shit. Kind of <laughs> Indiana Jones. Aren't they doing a fifth one now? Uh, you mean a fourth one? Azabeth is thrilled. No, <laughs> no, it does. It does exist, John. It okay. does exist. Yeah, they're uh, they're doing a fifth one, and apparently George Lucas is not going to be involved in the story. Ah, uh, so less aliens. No, well, he, he didn't only have to do with that. But yeah, that that'd be okay. I'd be okay with that. I mean, Force Awakens turned out okay without George Lucas, so... Yeah, yeah. I heard that that was pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that was totally a fan... That was basically a fan film. Yeah, the next movie, they won't be doing that, I hope, at least as much. You know, and, I don't think they will. Yeah, and they're going to be more reliant on, on original story components. So yeah, I, I think Seven was kind of just to get everybody on board, like, hey, this isn't the prequels. Here's here's a new hope redone for both the adults and the kids. And now I'm hoping that they take it in a different direction. Not that I don't I just don't want I don't need uh what's her name? Ray or whatever carrying Mark Hamill in a backpack as he teaches her about the force. Whoa, <laughs> I would love to see that. The force. <laughs> Use the force you will. <laughs> What are you talking like? Like Mark Hamill, get, like Luke Skywalker gets cut in half with a lightsaber, and it's just his upper body. So she puts it in a backpack. Yeah, and he just wants it, and he fights with R two D two, and now and he's lives extra grumpy because he's missing his whole lower body. And green because he's sick. Yeah, green from the gangrene. Yeah, it just happened exactly. yesterday. Oh, uh, I know. I think you know. Episode eight will be all right. Uh, Indy five, 
will be better than Skull, which admittedly is not a high bar. I think uh, the future is bright for uh, these sequels of our uh, childhood okay. franchises. Do you, like, would you be okay with them recasting Indiana Jones like they were going to do with Chris Pratt? Honestly? He'd be a great choice. I, I think, think he would, I think I, I think I'd be okay with it. You know, it would, uh, it would... It'd be weird. It would be. It would be depressing. But at the same time, it's like I would be happy to see more Indiana Jones Movies. stories. You know, because like it. It was kind of weird that they moved the time frame to the fifties and the in the Cold War for Indiana Jones. It just it never felt right. Like Indiana Jones, like you kind of need Nazis <laughs> thrown in there somewhere. <laughs> like it just you know, like the recipe's off. You know, if you don't have Nazis in there, I'm just like. Well, I don't think uh, you can keep going with Indiana Jones where it goes through, like, the 80s, 90s, and then, like, now Indiana Jones. It just, yeah. I don't know if it would work, like, him having a cell phone and, and like, GPS and No, I mean, just, like, shit. just recast him, but, like, just keep in the same time period as, like, the uh, their, uh, their original trilogy. You know? Well, no, no, you know, you could keep it current, though, because if Indiana Jones is doing the kind of things that he's doing, right, it's almost National Treasure-esque in a way. It is. Like, he will be crossing countries, you know, country borders regularly. So unless he has an extremely elaborate cell phone plan, and even then, <laughs> he doesn't want, you know, these international criminals or whoever, or art thieves, triangulating his location with cell phone activity. So he probably won't have one. I mean, I I mean, that's kind of what 007, like the last couple of 007 movies were, or at least, what was it, Spectre? No, Skyfall. Skyfall was kind of like that, where it was like the whole technology, like why are we relying on technology so much kind Mm -hmm. of thing, and you can get screwed over because you're keeping all of your data on a disk. I just don't know if that translates. I mean, I get the idea of like him just, you know, he's always going to be like in the jungles of Burma. Or wherever yeah, he goes, as long as you keep him in the tropics, or in like the Middle East, or uh, Western China, like you know, or, or Mongolia, or something yeah. areas that are generally less developed anyway. Right. I think that it will fit very well. Yeah, I think it could fit there if you keep him in like the villages. Like and if not you were to go cities. to Uzbekistan now, and you weren't in like one of their two major cities, or Tajikistan, like any or most of the stands, to be honest, like yeah. it's not like this is a place lush with technology. That's true. <laughs> that's, it's I know there's like an Apple store right milk. in the middle of the. Yeah, uh... but if he looks up and sees a drone flying over, it might be kind of weird. Yeah, might have that. Uh... Dude, for a drone to find him in Central Asia, they already knew where he was. That's true. <laughs> well, in Central Asia, yeah, but I'm talking about the stands. Man. You know, it's, it kind Even of... Even in the stands, I'm telling you, man, there, there are a lot of those stands. That that drone could get confused and think it was like his buddy stand from high school, but it's this different stand that looks like his sister's ex-boyfriend. Like, they, <laughs> they mix up uh, the one typo. You're in a different stand. Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, there are a lot of stands. Mm-hmm. Isn't a Tajikistan? Yeah, there's a Tajikistan. There, there's right? a Turkmenistan. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I know some geography, <laughs> but not all of it. You don't know the stands. I know some stands. I know there's... "Stand" is one of my favorite uh, REM song. Okay, <laughs> I, I know that. No, no, no. That, that's not the one with like where, where he's wearing like um, the 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 chic outfit though. That's. Stand in the I don't know yeah, what accent he was. Stand in the place where you were. I, I don't know what accent oh, that man. I was doing, but it was more like 
Germanoslavic. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> you know, all this talk of uh, technology, it kind of reminds me of something I uh, I was thinking about a while back. I was thinking, like, how modern technology is just making life hell for screenwriters these days. Especially, oh, I meant, like, I thought you meant people on planes because of Galaxy 6s or whatever. Oh, yeah, the, uh, oh, the, the Note 7s, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, I, it's like, uh, yeah, modern technology has got to be, like, a huge bane for, like, screenwriters today especially like screenwriters for horror movies because back in the day it's just like you know you don't have to worry about like uh, a cell phone just like kind of creeping in and like uh on logic there like you know they were just like oh you know i gotta get the uh, the main character to run away but like he uh, how are they gonna you know get help well, but these days it's like well i'm just gonna call out my cell phone call an uber <laughs> just yeah, like no get the i hell think, out of here <laughs> i think it actually may i think it makes a screenwriter's job easier really? because like you can just use technology to do anything in movies now it's just everybody's got like if you're like in the future everyone's got just a touch screen that can just just relay data anywhere anytime you can call anybody if you need to or you can say oh the system's shut down now we can't reach mars or whatever it is <laughs> like you just it's just so easy to like just make problems or like solutions to the problems in screenwriting i think it's kind of like the whole like if you're trapped in a house how do you get from one room to the next oh you just have them climb through an air vent like you always you have that escape plan always write in an air vent scene if you need your your uh like if you write your um, characters into a corner, literally, like they're like in a room in a corner, they can't get out. Or you like know what? An There's an air vent. Like remember, this house was built in the 1800s Underground Railroad or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you just shit. put those little like crumbs in the beginning and then come back to them after. <laughs> <laughs> That's screenwriting 101. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's just throwing the air vent. In. <laughs> yeah, you, you just throw it in an air vent, and then you're like, oh, that's how they're gonna get out of the house. They did yeah. that in that one. Uh, House movie that we watched that we I was actually on the episode for MFF for Don't Breathe. Oh, Don't Breathe. Yeah, there's an air vent scene in that. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was episode seventy three when we were doing the Fetty Alvarez movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see, there's an air vent. Sure, of course. Gotta have those air vents, and then like, and then the Evil Dead movies, like they really go through the guts of those houses a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, and in the Halloween movies, what was what was she crawling over that he was like stabbing underneath? Like uh, I'm talking about the Rob Zombie one. Where oh, he was, like, okay. trying to, like... Oh, she yeah, she was crawling through the, like, um... She was in, like, the attic crawl space. Yeah. And see? he was, like, stabbing up through the ceiling. Yep. yep. See? I'm telling you, you just write in those little... There's so much to a house you they don't, don't even know about. They don't make like they used to, right? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not anymore. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I guess that new Ouija movie, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Really? I saw that. I liked that. That's I think it's, like, an 80% Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't see the first one. Ouija? Don't ever... Don't ever. This is a prequel to it, but it, you, you you need not even know that to to fully enjoy Origin of Evil. Well, if it's a prequel, I might as well watch this one first. Then <laughs> the, the, the first one is or the twenty fourteen one though is so senselessly bad. And not, I mean, maybe okay if you get like a couple six packs and you watch it with friends, fine. I saw it alone in a theater, thinking, "Oh God, please be good." And it was just a soul-crushing experience. Yeah, I remember it got, like, really bad reviews. And, like, you know, bad reviews for a horror movie, you can still get, like, decent reviews and be like, okay, this isn't too bad. I'm going to go check it out. And it could be, like, really good to you. But when, it, like, a movie's getting, like, a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't matter what genre it is. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. And I, think I, I don't know if got. he did the first one, but apparently the guy who did um, Hush 
directed Hush, this week. Oculus and Absentia. Mike Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. Oculus was the one. It was the mirror. With the mirror, yeah. WWE film. Not <laughs> not Mirrors with Kiefer Sutherland, though, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> Which I surprisingly enjoyed. And Hush was really good. What was know. Hush? It was the it was the one on Netflix. I don't know if it ever got released in theaters. The deaf woman in in her secluded home is stalked by a killer. Uh, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was uh, surprisingly well done. Really? So yeah. he's kind of like a hit or miss kind of director then. No, no. Like his no. first three movies, Absentia, Oculus, and Hush, they were like serious, inventive, even transformative. Wait, but this over- is the guy who directed the new Ouija coming out, or the last yes, one? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. So, but okay. this new Ouija though. This is more a case of him doing a horror flick or a horror movie, but a horror smith is doing this general horror flick. So it's 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 a typical popcorn horror movie and not like a film, if you will, but it's done with a lot of acuity. Like it, it really knocks out of the park, like the characters, the story isn't just haphazardly annoying where you almost get a headache trying to make sense of it. Uh, the scares are really good. Oh, yeah. I I look for it. I, like I'll I'll watch it then. I'll watch the new Ouija and just see uh, see what. Well, the other thing is it's a prequel, so you could watch this one first and then watch the other one, and then you're watch, watching them in chronological story order. Yeah, and order of shittiness. <laughs> <laughs> but they but they take place forty years apart or fifty years apart because this prequel takes place in sixty seven, and the first movie takes place in twenty fourteen when it was released. Yeah. Oh wow. So, like, they're so disjunct. It's not like there's any real story continuity other than the people who were alive in this one movie are ghosts in the other kind of thing. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, does, does Hasbro own Ouija, like, the, the game? Like, uh, Is it Hasbro? I, th- I saw that referenced in a lot of articles. Because can you imagine if – so if Hasbro owns Ouija – we're going off of that assumption. Mm-hmm. Hasbro also owns Transformers. Yeah. Maybe oh, you want a crossover movie? Both franchises <laughs> exist in a extended Hasbro verse. A shared universe. <laughs> like, yeah, a shared Hasbro verse. Man, yeah. yeah, I think they should do more shared universes. <laughs> yeah. Like Marvel, Marvel did it. They did it. Sure. DC's doing it. Uh huh. I mean, there's some other ones. Jay and Silent Bob were in uh, Scream Three. So why not really just start getting more and more of those going? You know, it, it, it never came to fruition, but it was in a time when no one was doing this. But in the movie Dreamcatcher, which was not a film success, right. but in, in that Stephen King movie Dreamcatcher, or, and in the book as well, the name of, um, of one of the main alien characters is the same as Pennywise's name not pennywise but his other name in the it book and so it was suggested that it's the same universe the same world or even that uh whoever was pennywise was also one of those aliens and that pennywise was an alien oh okay either that or he was just giving the same name to a different character which a lot of authors do but a lot of people like the notion that maybe stephen king's it that it was an alien that took the form of an evil demonic clown. Well, isn't that like the whole point? I mean, I, I, I'm not like a big Stephen King fan, like, uh, so I don't really know, but like, isn't that the whole point of like the dark tower? Cause like, it just kind of, it, it just kind of, it's based on the concept that like all these Stephen King stories are all kind of set in like the same universe. I think a lot of them are like, they're supposed to be all in a shared universe. 
Because uh, the the TV series, or was it the uh, the movie or TV series, Dark Tower, they're making with Idris Elba? Like that's coming movies, out right? soon. It's gonna be movies, though, right? Yeah, it's the movie with Idris Elba. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure that they're all supposed to be like a shared universe, or like a lot of Stephen King's books are. But I don't know how that translates to the movies. I saw Dreamcatcher. That's didn't true. Really care then for living it. in Maine is a very dangerous place know, to right? live spiritually. <laughs> Seriously, I would never go there. Like all the monsters are in Maine. Screw Romania. I'll sleep in a castle in Romania alone with no electricity before I go to Maine. Then yeah, the only reason to go like to Maine is for the lobsters. That's true. But they're <laughs> probably demonic too. So be careful. That's why you get some demonic butter. Actually, yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. Like... Well, uh, also Michael. Keaton and Jackie Brown plays like this cop who like I think it's a James Elmore or whatever his name is like the author who wrote Jackie Brown like mm-hmm. um, he has this cop and the cop appears in other um, stories as well and Michael Keaton's character actually appears as the same character from Jackie Brown in the movie um, with George Clooney out of time is it out of time oh out of sight out of sight that's it oh really uh, with George Jennifer Clooney Lo- yeah, and Jennifer I think Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, yeah. yeah. And he's the same character, same, same oh, that's uh, cool. policeman. Wait, okay, here's a totally off-the-wall one. But in Leprechaun 3, mm-hmm. there's a character co- named Father Bob. And Father Bob is a character played by the same actor in another movie by the same writer and director in Night of the Demons 2. Hmm. Really? That's so weird. now it's the same writer director, but I'm just saying there is a father Bob who's got the same personality in Leprechaun Three and Night of the Demons Two. Listeners' minds are blown right. Yeah, now. yeah they're just <laughs> they're they can't like, believe it. Oh my it. god, how did I not catch that? I just saw both of those movies last week. <laughs> okay, well I got one more <laughs> in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, Tom Hanks's character meets Ted Danson character which is sam from cheers Whoa, and you no don't way. think of it at first because you're wow. like how can sam be so old during yeah. world war ii but then be younger in the 80s you know <laughs> headlining a bar after yeah. being a pitcher for the red sox but trust it's just him plastic surgery yeah i think so there and that's, we go. Sam, that's sam wow. that's sam in world war ii he no used idea. his army pension money yeah he went world war ii Pitcher for the Boston Red Sox owns a bar, and uh, and then eventually leaves the. Do you bar. think he served? A, what was uh, no Frazier's dad didn't serve in World War Two. <laughs> he served in like. I only, I'd like this? to see a movie called, called Frazier's Dad Got Served, and it's <laughs> and it's John Mahoney in a dance off with a bunch of kid punks. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I mean, I watch it. He's gonna break a hip. Oh, yeah. All right. So, obviously, the idea of, like, a shared universe isn't new, or it's, like, something Marvel came up with. Like, what's, like, the oldest, quote-unquote, shared universe you guys can think of? Monster movies. No, no, like, something specific. Like, Universal uh, monster movies. Universal monster? Yeah, because Frankenstein meets Dracula, and all of them, and like... Frankenstein also uh, faces off against uh, the Wolfman. Right. And Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Oh, whoa. Well, Costello meet all of them. Yeah, they meet the monster. Well, the I mean, monsters. okay, let's uh, let's go beyond. It doesn't have to be movies. Let's go beyond. Like, okay, what's what's the oldest in the picture shit? of Dorian Gray? Okay, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> uh, well, I mean, 
Oh, you know, it's not really a universe. It's because the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen just happened to cram a bunch of characters into one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. That's true. That was yeah. That's a bunch of different. That you know who's in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is somebody that we reviewed in uh, the King Solomon's Mines or whatever. What's his name? Uh, Because we watched it for snubs. But he's uh, uh, I'm gonna look it up now. It was like Alan something. Yeah, Alan something master. Alan. I don't know. The guy who Quartermain. played Quartermain. <clears throat> I think who does Sean Connery play in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? He plays Alan Quartermain. Yeah, that's Alan like Quartermain. Quartermain. Yeah, so like that's I mean that's taken from King Solomon's Mines, and then who else is in it? Like Invisible Jason Man. Jason Statham is the Invisible Man. See, so uh-huh. I, that's kind of a shared universe. It's all <laughs> these like literary characters together. Peter Wilson is just some vampire. Yeah, I don't know the name of the guy who is Hyde, but that guy who plays Hyde is in season three, or no, season two, the Waldo episode of Black Mirror. So because all those literary characters are, well, like, I mean, ba- basically they're they're free to use, right? Like they're... Yeah, it's, a, it's not the same universe because in, in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, we were just getting a different version or iteration or imagining of... Hide, you know, and and of Captain Nemo and all them. So yeah. it just it just popped into mind. I'm, I'm trying to think of a. What about the um, the mall rats chasing Amy? All that. Oh, the uh, the, uh, the Beast um, universe. Yeah, yeah. Like all that's a universe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, and uh, Nickelodeon's all that is a <laughs> universe too. <laughs> yeah. I guess the I guess the point is this, uh, this is that like. You know, people are starting to complain about, like, oh, a shared universe, like, burnout. Like, why does everybody have to do this? I'm just like, well, people have been doing this, like, since forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's so, always happened. They, they're actually trying to do the Universal Monster movies, like, another shared universe again. Yeah, with... yeah it's going to – the Mummy one is going to have uh, Tom Cruise starring. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to have – then they're going to start doing the other ones and kind of bringing them together. And – King Kong is going to fight Godzilla again soon. That's a shared be, universe. That's going to be awesome. Godzilla well, no, and King no, Kong. No, it's not because it, they're totally different Godzilla and, and King Kong because Godzilla is like 500 feet tall. Yeah, but are they going to change that? I think they're going to change that. Oh, wait. Are you talking about the old ones or are you talking about the new ones? Like all of them. But oh, the Godzilla God- is too big or, or our recent King Kongs are way too small. So you'd have to have – different versions of them, different imaginings. So it's not, it couldn't possibly be the King Kong from the last King Kong movie. No, I think they're making, well, he dies anyways. He falls off the Empire State Building. Oh. But the, I think they're making like another King Kong and they're going to make him bigger to fight Godzilla because in the latest trailer, like the one with Samuel Jackson and whoever else is, I forget who else is in that movie. Uh, I don't know. But the, like the one that oh, he just H. released. Brody, right? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's the 2005 one. Oh, um, okay. The newest one, they like show King Kong and or like they show just like really quick images, and like one of them looks like King Kong's gonna be like really huge. And I'm wondering if they're doing that so he can actually fight Godzilla in the next one. So they're trying to like adapt him and make him a little bit bigger because Godzilla's huge in the new 2014 Godzilla. He's like yeah. above the building. He's like five. 500 plus feet tall. Yeah, whereas like King Kong climbed a building. So it's like <laughs> King Kong was like 30 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying is I think they're going to try to incorporate a bigger ape in the next King Kong movie or just make the building smaller. 
That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Or, or make Godzilla smaller. That's yeah, right. but even if you make the building smaller, King Kong is still just the size of a Scooby snack to Godzilla. That's true. I think you got to make Godzilla smaller. Like maybe he like gets more toxic waste on him, and he kind of just kind of not toxic waste, but like yeah. nuclear testing, and it makes him shrink. <laughs> you know. Like when you put your clothes in the dryer for too long or whatever. It's kind of like how... Godzilla is too big anyway. Godzilla is, is way too big. Yeah. He was. It's kind of like saying like, uh, all right, we're going to watch like The Rock and Vin Diesel like uh, face off. But like The Rock is way bigger than Vin Diesel. No, I think it's more <laughs> like... It's true. And he should have killed five Vin Diesels at once. Yeah. But see, I think I think the ratio is a little askew there. I think you need to go more like The Rock versus... Kevin Hart. Tyrion, yeah. Tyrion Lannister or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dinklage. That's who I was going for. That's way closer than the current, the most recent movies versions of each of them, because that's like really a one hundred fold difference in height. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah, it's a little more accurate, I think. Not a hundred. It's like a like a tenfold difference in height, but that's like a like a five hundred fold difference in mass. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how King Kong's gonna win unless he brings like his King Kong family. Just got to watch the movie then. I guess <laughs> they need we'll to say. make a very, very, very large gun for King Kong to shoot. Yeah. yeah, he needs to be like the Predator versus Alien. Like he needs to have guns on his shoulders, and then Godzilla can just be like the Alien with the acid spit or fire breath, whatever it is. I always liked the Alien better because he was more animal-like, whereas the Predator is just like a human with a gun, you know? And dreadlocks. And dreadlocks. <laughs> He's like a Rastafarian that's pissed off. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on. Which never happens. It's like a Rastafarian that's true. ran that's out of weed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. That's why I always rooted for the aliens. Right. Right. Oh, uh, how much time do we have left? Oh, we got plenty of time. Okay. So, kind of a abrupt change of topic here. But, so, Robert... You and I played the new PlayStation VR. Yeah, uh, the new virtual reality. Like, love a good. Just uh, sit back and uh, <laughs> enjoy this talk. <laughs> so that that's like a Game Boy, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a Game Boy. It's it's more like a Game Boy Color. What was the last game you played? What was yeah. the last game you played, Loving Good? Um, that, like in an arcade. Or like, like, yeah. like Mrs. Pac-Man? Was it Miss <laughs> Pac-Man was the uh, last game? An electronic game. <laughs> like, Galaga? <laughs> yeah. Well, I play I play Galaga every now and then when I'm out at a bar. But okay. like, when I can find it. Galaga or Street Fighter 2 original. Mm-hmm. But it, no, it, like, uh, the last... Probably like Sega Genesis. No, Super Nintendo. Okay. I played, um like, Marvel vs. Capcom, which came out after, like, Street Fighter... To Alpha, whatever Champion Edition, all that. Then, then it went to Marvel versus Capcom that had Street Fighter and the Marvel characters. Yeah, okay. that that was that was where I stopped, and that was you know like two thousand. So I haven't really played many games after about two thousand. So it's been a while. And, and the games I played after that are usually like a Street Fighter game, an older one, <laughs> or, yeah. or, or like Galaga. <laughs> uh, at a, at, a, at a bar. So, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's me and video games. It's... All right. Well, so. Uh, <laughs> so how many buttons the... are you playing with? Like two, three? Eight, uh, it's it's kind of weird because it's like. Uh, There's actually not that many buttons. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you're not playing with the actual controller. So, okay. I'll, I'll be honest. When I, uh, I kind of had. I, I didn't think it was going to be all that great. Because there's multiple VR consoles coming out, and supposedly the the PlayStation VR was easily kind of the weakest out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like have high expectations, but like, you know, 
I was just kind of blown away by how good it was. Like the uh, well, first off, I just want to talk about how comfortable the the visor is. Yeah, the headset. Because I didn't think it was gonna be all that comfortable. I thought it was gonna be like. It kind of like that thing from like Clockwork Orange, where like where it like <laughs> folds you open your eyes, yeah. and, or like one of those saw apparatuses. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to play a game? That's what it should say when you put it on. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no. The uh, it was like this really kind of really comfy kind of foam plexi. I don't know material, like uh, and like the uh, the entire visor. It was uh, it didn't feel cheap. It felt no, like no, no. it was uh, it's pretty sturdy. It was pretty sturdy. The so the visor itself, you had like these two kind of kind of like these two. I think it was like OLED screens, one for each eye, and like it, it's it's really cool because like uh, I guess like because uh, there's like a gyro tracking in the visor, but you also had the uh, the camera. Right, and you got to calibrate it all. I, I pronounce it gyro, and I love that Sazaki sauce they put yeah, on it. It's, it's really sauce. good. Yeah, the gyro, the gyro uh. tracking. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like uh, it was just really cool because like for me, like the coolest part was that it had like a hundred degree like vision. Right. So like you could like look to the left, to the right. You can look up, down. You can look like all the way behind you. Yeah, look behind you. It was just like. It it felt it 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 was three D. It felt three D because like you were t- completely immersed. It was it was amazing. See, my whole thing is I think it can do well as long as they release like games for it. If they release like I feel the Wii and Wii U kind of suffered from that. They didn't release an, a lot of games, especially for the Wii U, and. I think they just need to well focus. the Wii like uh, the Wii was like one half the equation. I mean, it tracked right. your motion, right, but right, it didn't right. like. Uh, it didn't immerse you. No, 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 no. I mean, it's basically you're still looking at a TV screen, but it tracked motion. But even the motion wasn't that great. Yeah. I mean, I played the Wii for a I while. I think for me, like, what, what does it is the uh, the peripheral, like, tracking. Like I that. will say, though, it does give me, like, motion sickness sometimes, though. Yeah. Because it's like you're looking everywhere. I remember we were playing, like, that platformer game, and, like, playing the character, you actually have to jump up higher than like what you would normally look at like a screen you have to like jump up higher so you're you're facing up like you're looking up at your ceiling in the helmet and you're trying to like walk across bridges and stuff and like that was giving me like motion sickness almost like yeah it was putting me off balance because i'm like wait which way do i have to walk i'm like walking above myself right now (laughs) it felt really weird or that one game uh until dawn rush of blood yeah uh, because you're on a roller coaster the entire time and it's just like as you're going, you're sitting in the coaster, and like the coaster is going, like you just look to the left, you look to the right, and you just like things, you just like things go by as you're going by. I mean, you look behind you, and like things are like going off in the distance as you're yeah. uh, going the other way. It's, it was just like, it was just really cool. I think, and you know, because it is getting closer to Halloween, I think that that would be like the prime video game genre to really. Well, I, I think like. The biggest kind of, the biggest revelation I had was playing it when I was playing it was that this could do really well for movies in general because I think you can also just watch like just regular movies in the in the three uh, D visor. Yeah, you can. But I'm thinking like, what if like, you know, they made like a special three D camera and you like make like a a movie designed specifically for VR 
you know, what if like you made like a horror? Mo- I mean, it would be like kind of a corny horror movie, right? But like, what if you made like a horror movie where it's just like, I don't know, you were just kind of in the house or something, and it was just like the movie would just play out like uh, in front of you, and you're just like totally immersed, like you're looking left and right as the action is going on, seeing like, like the characters walk by. You mean, mean like you are the character you're seeing out of the character's eyes the whole time? Well, I mean. <laughs> There are like a lot of details will have to be fleshed out, but like I think uh, there's potential there for like a new medium of film. You could like, do that, like if it was not necessarily a found footage film, but being in the yeah the main character's eyes or something, like while they go around, like that would be actually pretty interesting. Like it doesn't have this technology doesn't have to be limited to games. You can like uh, open it up to like new ways to of new uh, modes of storytelling. Yeah. You know? I mean, eventually you'd have to have a price drop so everybody <laughs> could enjoy it. Because I think right now it's running four hundred, five hundred. If you want the the wands or whatever it's called. The well, you know, the uh, the first sensors. generation of any technology is always going to be overpriced. And so. this isn't the only one. They have the Oculus. Oculus is Rift. owned by Facebook. Uh, you have Vive, which is being worked on by HTC and Valve. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Vive is the one that's. You have to set up motion sensors around your room, and it. <laughs> You I, you can actually walk around, you know. That'd be so. I I feel so awkward doing it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'd run into shit. Well, I mean, just VR in general is awkward. You have to put it on is. that stupid visor. <laughs> you just like, you know. It's a lot of cables too, which I was surprised. Like how many, yeah, cables it is. Well, I mean, it's not the future. I mean, we don't have like you not know yet. ocular implants. <laughs> it's more Soon. like a lawnmower, man. Yeah, yeah. or like Soon. he has eighty-nine wires coming out of this this huge bodysuit thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it feels like a little bit. Like just with how many things you have to hold and put on. Like because you're putting on a headset too. Yeah, and then I think it plugs in USB. Like the PSVR plugs in USB, which USBs aren't on the front of the place. Or no, they're not on the back of the PlayStation Four. You have to plug in through the front. So it just looks like a lot more cables, plus you're holding a controller or two wands that you can use as weapons. You sure you don't want to jump back in the gaming living good? <laughs> you're missing uh, out. <laughs> no, man. Last game I played had six buttons. Let's put it that way. I can't, I can't get into all that fancy schmancy yeah. stuff. I've seen controllers just like a couple years after 2000 that had like... Two joysticks and two triggers and four buttons on the front and four six buttons on the top. And that's not even including the start select. Like, yeah, I saw that true. and I just about freaked out. And then I realized you can even push in the two joysticks. I'm just, I, didn't, I didn't know what this shit was going on. Yeah, there's a lot of buttons now. There was one game called, uh, was it Steel Battalion? Yeah. I remember it came out for Xbox and it had a 40, 40 button controller. Steel Steel oh Battalion was the. Oh my Christ, uh, fuck off. It man. was like a mech game where you control yeah. like a like an actual mech. Mm-hmm. So like the controller was like, it was supposed to replicate like the con- like the actual controls. Like being in it, yeah. The mech. This, this is for like a, a game system for one of those aliens from the Star Wars Cantina, and that alien has four hands that each have <laughs> ten fingers. Well, it, it kind of felt like a keyboard, but had, like, two control sticks on the sides. So it was just like, to me, I'm like, how many like how many things could those buttons control? 
like in a mech suit. It's I, all sorcery. Well, I feel like probably twenty of those buttons were just jump. Like you just <laughs> you just hit those and it jumps. They just all did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were, there were slightly different variations of jumping. Yeah. How, how high how, do you want to jump? How do I turn out the window wipers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's what I'm saying. It's like how many things could that mech suit do? I, I watched my friend play it, but it was a long time ago. Oh, he had the controller. Yeah, he bought the controller and everything. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. He had money. I mean, that's I, why. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I. It looks cool, but hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah I, I get that. Like, I have a lot of friends that I, I honestly don't play games as much as I used to. I own a lot of the systems, but I just don't have the time, especially with, like, the podcasting stuff now. I just don't have the time to play a lot of games. So every once in a while, I'll sit down and I'll pick, like, one game and I'll play through it. But then it's like a, it takes a while before I play my next one. The only games you play these days are for horror play, right? Yeah, pretty much yeah. like the horror play games. And every once in a while, I'll play like an indie game because it's like three hours long. And that's about it. And cheaper than like the expensive big blockbuster titles like Halo 5 and Call of Duty. Sure, sure. I don't know. Maybe. So I, I did play Uncharted 4. That was cool. Yeah. But other than that, I haven't really played too much else. Yeah. But I think the PSVR could, like, for horror games, I think it's going to be, like, really intense. So when we start rating those kind of games on horror play, I think the scariness rating is going to be pretty high. Yeah, because uh, we got to play the Resident Evil 7 demo, and that was that was pretty intense. Yeah, and all you do is just kind of sit there and, like, look around. Yeah. But it's still kind of creepy. I still remember in 1999, I think it was 99 when, uh, or 98 when Silent Hill came out. Oh, yeah. And my cousin Ryan was playing that. And I never played it. I was actually perfectly happy to watch. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we'd get home after school, after high school. So it's like 3 o'clock. It's in Florida. The living room has huge windows. It's bright sunniness coming, just oozing into the into the living room, right? We're watching one of these clip scenes after you walk into a room and it kind of takes over mm-hmm. and goes automatic. And it scared the shit out of us. We both yelled out loud. And it's sunny. It's 3.30 p.m. in Florida in the living room. All the, it's, it's as light as can be. And that that game was scary. Oh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill 2 is like one of my favorite horror games. And it's just because it's stuck with me throughout the years. And that came out in... 2001 or whatever. It's too bad the movies never really lived up to the games. Not, no <laughs> video game movie has ever lived up to the games. Ever. No. Even the shitty games. Yeah. I don't know. None of them. Yeah. I mean, those movies were entertaining, but it was really just like popcorn fun, looking at the creatures, like, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, Silent Hill, the movie, was the only one that I think was even somewhat good like it had like some aspects that i thought were okay compared to every other video game movie like resident evil or mortal kombat or uh i don't even super know. Mario Persia, super mario brothers like come on i don't have super high hopes mario for brothers yeah. oh my god that movie With, that, uh <laughs> legazamo and bob hoskins that well more like dennis hopper who evolved whose family lineage evolved from the T-Rex. So when he was hit with the Devolver Ray, he turned into a T-Rex. Yeah. Like, that was just, oh, my God. Bob Hoskins said that he was drunk for most of the filming. Yeah, You'd have to be. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. (laughs) It's the same way he got through that movie with Jet Li with with the chain collar. What was that called? Are you talking about the one? No, 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 where Jet Li wears this collar. 
it's not like unchained or something, but like oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, like Jet Li's like the, like trained like a dog, and he's a martial artist though. It's like he's straight up killing people for him. Yeah, like I know, fighter. I know what you're talking about. Unleashed, right? Unleashed. Unleashed. That's it. Yeah. He takes off the collar and he unleashes him. But I bet Hoskins was drunk for that. Getting, he's like, wait, hold on now. What? What's the plot of this movie? Like, oh, okay, man. so you're this crime lord, and you have this martial arts master. And whenever you put this collar on him, he's as docile as as a kitten, right? But you take it off, and he follows your orders like one of Michael Vick's dogs. All right, I'll need three fifths of vodka. Like it's <laughs> if I if I'm gonna watch a person being chained, I'm gonna watch uh, Django Unchained or Black Snake Bone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite chained people movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Black Snake Moon, that was a movie. Definitely a movie. I don't know. Yeah, I never I never watched Unleashed. I watched The One. I didn't like The One with Jason Statham and who else? Now you're thinking of War. No, wasn't Jason? No, who was in One then? Jet Li, and J- Jet Li and Jason Statham fighting each other? No. Uh, hold on, let me look it up. The one, the one had Jet Li, and he was trying to kill the different versions of him from all the different universes because it's like there can be only one a Highlander style. He'd get more powerful every time he killed another version of himself. Yeah, but wasn't Jason? Who was the one who was chasing him during that? I thought it was Jason Statham. It was another Jet Li. No, but there was like uh, I'm gonna look it up. Maybe somebody else then. I know it was Delroy Lindo, and then. Yeah, Jason Statham's in it too. He's like, he was, wait, so yeah. Jason Statham was in two movies with Jet Li? Yeah, too too many, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> both of those movies, I wasn't a fan of. You're not a big fan of action movies in general. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I liked Mad Max. That was cool. Oh, that was just. I loved Mad Max. I loved. I don't have words. Yeah, I loved the James Bond movies. But I just can't get behind a lot of these. Come on, I, I don't mind martial arts films, but I don't need to. The the one, unleashed, war. Come on. I mean, have you seen the raid? Yeah, I like the raid. Yeah, but that's okay. a martial arts movie. I know. I like martial arts. I like some martial arts movies. I just don't like the ones that are kind of like Americanized, mm-hmm. like like these Jet Li movies that came out, or um, like I don't know what was the one with DMX. Who was in that one? Exit Wounds, right? Was no, Exit. wait. Was it Exit Wounds or was it um, the Romeo is the Romeo must die? Romeo must die. That was Jet Li, right? Was that the yeah, one of Aaliyah? Was, was that the one of Aaliyah? <laughs> I think that, I think that was. Exit Wounds was the one with Steven Seagal, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah, I think that was. These are all Wait, was DMX in both movies. of those? He really might have been in both of those. You know what? DMX is my new favorite actor because he's in two movies. And they, that's, that's cool. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Cradle to the Grave. That's the one I was thinking ah, of. Ah, okay. That was Jet Li, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And DMX. You know, Jet Li had like a nice little run there. So did DMX. <laughs> <laughs> His run never ended. He's been in two or three movies like a year forever. He's in the Expendables movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's still doing—he's doing a lot of uh, a lot of foreign language stuff again, and uh, and then there's like that Forbidden Kingdom. Like now he's kind of playing the older roles, right? He was in a hero. That was cool. Yeah. I liked Hero. That had a good story. What was the other one? What was the one you just mentioned? Uh, 
Forbidden Kingdom. That was that the one with Jackie Chan. Chan. That was the one where someone was a lion or turned into something, right? And maybe I'm thinking of something else. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Because like, wasn't like Jackie Chan like an animal or something? A monkey? Who was the one that was like a monkey? The Monkey King or something? I think that was Jet Li, maybe. I don't know. No, no, that's a different movie. That's a different movie. All right, well, positive, it's a different movie that you're thinking of. Okay, maybe it was. I think it's called like the Monkey King. Is that what it? uh, That was Jackie Chan, right? I don't know. I'm getting really confused with all these DMX. You know what? Jackie Chan, Jet Li, DMX. I get them all confused. You know what I mean? I mean, they all look the same. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not even trying to be racist. It's just if you're not white, you look the same to me. You should all just make a movie together, right? Asian dude. Yep. Or, or a six-foot-one black guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jackie Chan was in 135 movies, by the way. Is that all? Yeah. Oh, Monkey... Yeah. Because he's been doing it for a while. Wait, this is Monkey King Hero is Back, but that's like... that. That's a voice. There's one where he was actually... Is there another Monkey King movie? I don't know. There's so many. I mean, there's Iron Monkey, but no one transforms in that, and that's Donnie Yen, I think. Or yeah. not Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen's in it, but he's not the Iron Monkey. But that was a legit, straight-up martial arts movie. There was nothing fantastic in it. You know what Jackie Chan movie I watched just because it had Jennifer Love Hewitt in it? That class. Oh, the, 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 the medallion? No, the tuxedo. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the tuxedo. The yeah. tuxedo. Uh, I had such a crush on her back then. Too bad she played in only shitty films. <laughs> That was you never so did you watch Ghost Whisper? No, no. TV? That was that was past her prime. I mean, I, I guess that was her can't prime. Can't hardly wait. Yeah, I liked her in Can't Hardly. That's where oh, I like fell in love with her. Heartbreaker, she was sexy. She in. was great. Dude, she's still sexy. I don't know what you guys are No, going she's on. still sexy, but I'm saying like I yeah. No, I'm talking about movies that were good. Yeah, no, I oh, okay. Heartbreakers was good. I thought Heartbreakers yeah, was good. I'm not okay. talking about the quality of her movies. No, but I think <laughs> the I think quality of her movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think the Heartbreakers was decent. I think Can't Hardly Wait was decent, but I think like Can't Hardly Wait was ninety seven. Heartbreakers I think was two thousand, two thousand and one. You weren't a fan of uh, I know we did last summer. That was still earlier. It's no, a fun movie. It's, it's okay. so stupid, but it's fun. Yeah. But but everything after 2001, I think, hasn't been. Come on. Garfield, The Tuxedo, uh, Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> I don't even know what else she's been in. Ghost Whisper, I don't know. I've heard I know that like was it. on TV for like ever. And so yeah. was uh, that other one she's where she plays uh, the handy girl. She goes like, she jerks off uh, guys. Are you wait what? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, wait. Hold on. No, for real. Are you kidding me? Right the one, the one where she's like a massage therapist uh-huh. or a masseuse, and she, uh, she goes happy ending. She was giving so. out happy ending. Whoa, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's like what the entire show's about, but, but she oh, it was a that. show. It wasn't a. <laughs> the client list. The client list. I think wait, it was. Is she a regular on the show? No, she's the main character. Wait, <laughs> so, so yeah, wait. So, so yes, she was. She was a uh, regular. So you're telling me there's a show out there about a masseuse who gives out happy endings? Yeah. And it starred <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. How did I not hear about this? I can, I can and be... it's not a 60 year old Korean woman. It's Jennifer Love Hewitt. I know <laughs> I that's like a I... lucky, lucky massage therapist that you're going to. I feel like I should have known about this. No, I, apparently, I think. 
I don't even know if it was based on a true story or not, but it was. Who cares? Uh, it was. <laughs> it was a movie. I think for I could be completely wrong. Listeners to this, they might be going, "What's he even talking about?" But I, I think there was a movie first called The Client List, and then they turned it into a TV show, and it was on Lifetime or something. Uh, and now, is she, the Client List mean the masseuse's Client List? I think so. I'm gonna. Here, I'll look that up too. Hold what on. is? I didn't even know there was this? a movie. <laughs> I need to see whatever the hell this is. So wait, does okay. the series take place after the movie? Hold or on. is it like the yes. series, the adaptation of the movie? All right. First off, let me just say this. There's a movie called The Client. That's Susan Saran and Tommy Lee. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I figured that much. <laughs> I don't think I want to watch that. Okay, okay. I found a show called The Client List. That's... It had two seasons. Okay, but this – no, but the movie came out first. It was a TV movie in 2010, and she starred in that. Oh, she was in that too. She was movie. in that first. And, and that, she played a different character. It was a young woman takes a job at a massage parlor to support her family when her husband is unable to work and soon finds her life spiraling out of control because she can't stop giving hand checks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. What station was this on? I added that last part. <laughs> no, what, what TV station was this on? Uh, I want to say Lifetime. Oh, okay. She was not giving out hand jobs. Yes, she was. Run Lifetime? Hold on. Okay. And then the TV show says Riley is a single mother living in a small Texas town and leading a shocking double life as a masseuse giving handjobs. I, I added the so, last part. So, so the show takes place right after the movie? I guess so. I don't know if it's like... That's interesting. I mean, she's got to be playing the same character, but... It's it's the same type of thing. Yeah. The character has a different name in the TV show than the movie. So then maybe they base the TV because I think the movie is it actually, a shared universe. <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie is based on a true story, and the TV show they turned into a TV show after the movie because the movie did so well. I'm gonna see which what uh, station it came on. Yeah. So the TV show is a fictionalization of the movie that was based on a true story. I believe that that's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> that's like talking about the Scorpion King sequels. How they're like yeah. sequels to a prequel of a reboot. Yeah. Of a secondary character. Yeah. Yeah. That's like making a remake off the uh, the remake of Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> a shot for shot remake of the shot for shot remake of Psycho. That that would be cool. Yeah, it was on <laughs> Lifetime. The show was on Lifetime. Yeah, she was giving handies because like I saw one clip and she's like, "There's a uh, firefighter, this really buff firefighter, and he's yeah. talking to her and she's telling him how she's gonna like relieve his stress, and she reaches up under the sheets and then cut to commercial." Why did you <laughs> tell me that it was a really was it a commercial for Jergens or something? <laughs> wait, wait. You think about I'm gonna be like it's on Showtime and she's just flopping out her titties and just jerking off, guys? That'd be great. It's not. That's not how she is. Come on, guys. You yeah, but no, no. But lifetime. just in, in, in thematic. She's a classy handjob girl. <laughs> Let's get this. She's right. a under the sheets handjob. Yeah, classy <laughs> handjob girl in a small town in Texas. Yeah, she's an under the sheets type girl. Like some guy who's been <laughs> greasing pump jacks is going to come get his pump jack greased. Yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you guys didn't know about this. Uh, how? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't <laughs> on my uh, on my DVR watch list from Lifetime. But is it now? Because uh, it I should be. I don't think I've ha- ever been on the Lifetime channel. I'll just I'll just look up certain clips. <laughs> yeah, just just watch the good clips where she's dressed in lingerie trying to turn on guys. It's, it's not on Netflix, is it? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't yeah. think so. Because the majority of my TV watching is done in Netflix these days. Ghost Whisperer is. 
Holy oh, shit, she's know, on Criminal know. Minds now? Is she? Huh. It, it has her in 23 episodes of Criminal Minds from 2014 to 2015. Good for her. You know what? In 2001, <laughs> I jumped off the Jennifer Love Hewitt bandwagon. But you know why? what? I'm going to get right back on. <laughs> why did you jump off in the first place? Well, I think we all know why. She's not that great of an actress. <laughs> That's not the she's reason fine. why. You're a... she, she's she, fine. She's okay. She's okay. She's just not picking the best movie roles. Or maybe she's not being offered the best <laughs> the best roles. you got to remember, Robert, sometimes <laughs> the act, these actors don't get a choice. <laughs> it's not a two-way street. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, maybe there's a reason why Bob Hoskins, like, was in Super Mario Brothers. And They're like, <laughs> we got this good role for you, Bob. Why don't you try this out? And he's like, I don't want to be in that. They're like, then don't work again. <laughs> he's like, all right, give it yeah. to me. Then don't work again, <laughs> ever. You don't want to be Honestly, in Super Mario Brothers, then don't even bother. I think in the cases of where, like, Robert De Niro, when he's, like, doing, like, Bad Grandpa or something like that. Okay, like, yeah. Like what? What the hell are you doing, Robert De Niro? But I like, honestly think he just accepted that because they're like, "Look, you're gonna have like scenes where girls in their lingerie are gonna be like rubbed up against you." It was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm in." Yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> She's been doing a lot of TV stuff. Law and Order. She was on one episode. Hot in Cleveland. She was in three episodes. Criminal Minds. Twenty three episodes. Twenty three episodes. She was in the TV movie The Lost Valentine. That looks really not. Well, good. maybe if like you add it all up, like you just get you just make more money from TV these days. Hey, she was in Tropic Thunder. Was she? Was she? It says she was in Tropic Thunder. I don't remember that. Did she get cut? It says an award ceremony. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she was in the background. Or she something. was probably playing herself. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't remember that though. I think I would have remembered because I like Tropic Thunder and I like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Yeah. You remember oh, wow. back in the day, there was like a big debate, like, who would you pick, Jennifer Love Hewitt or Sarah Michelle Gellar? I'm like, I'd pick both. <laughs> I'd pick Jennifer Love Hewitt. Really? Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar's okay, but mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm more partial to her. Uh, I was never a fan. I, I was never even in the, the the group of people that thought she was cute. And I realize that's most men ever, but I never liked her. Who? Sarah Honestly, Michelle Gellar? Sarah Michelle Gellar. Honestly, yeah. I think for me, it had a lot to do with the fact that I was actually also a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was gonna say because yeah, I, Buffy was actually a pretty good show. It was it was come on, it's Joss Whedon. I've never <laughs> seen an episode of it. Me either. Just uh, just watch a couple seasons. Nope. Nah. Actually, seasons? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> he goes a couple. I, 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 no, okay, no. I want I want to say that the the, no. the first three seasons are Buffy of Buffy are pretty good, but after that, it kind of. It kind of, it, it does decline. But how many seasons are there total? Sixty hours is what I, you basically said. I know, right? Like, give, give it a uh, shot, guys. Watch uh, the whole season. Yeah. Watch the whole like series. Three seasons. I think like six episodes. Show. Yeah. How many episodes are there a season? I think it's like your standard season, like twenty something episodes. Yeah, that's, so. that's twenty three sixty minute episodes that are forty two minutes without commercials. Hey, yeah. listen, too much. I, I watched the first season of the original. Uh, a series of Star Trek. If I can do that, you guys can watch Buffy. Well, no hold on. I've watched the first season of original Star Trek like five times, start to finish. Really? Oh. I can't do oh, it. Oh, that is solid gold. I I don't know, man. Like um, I, because like uh, what I've been doing lately, like uh, I'm gonna rewatch like every episode of every Star Trek show and also all the movies, kind of like in the canonical order, so to speak. So. I just finished the first season, and it was just, 
I appreciate it, but at the same time, it's like I just it felt really slow to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I watched like the first half of the first season and then kind of stopped watching it, but it's it's really sh- slow. And I watch a lot of '50s sci-fi classic stuff, yeah. but uh, I don't know Star Trek. The first. Have you seen Forbidden Planet? Yeah, oh, I love Forbidden Planet with Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen in a serious role. Yeah, that shit's good. <laughs> like that and Creep Show are like his only two serious roles, and he nails them. He was also in. Uh, the first ten minutes of the Poseidon Adventure before the the ship flips over. <laughs> the original Poseidon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the seventies, he was in that. He, uh, but yeah, Forbidden Planet's really good. Walter Pigeon, uh, Anna, I forget her name, the the girl. Like that, that I love that that movie. I don't know. Hey, uh, well, it's getting close to that time where we wrap up. But before we do, I want to say that this episode I think is coming out the week of election. Oh, okay. so guys, I mean, mm-hmm. by the time we come back, yeah. we will have elected a new president. Yeah, that's going to be intense. We will have elected a new maniac. No we will, who gets it. That's true. That's true. It's they're just both, I don't care who you like more or who you think is awesome. They're both maniacs. Oh, they're both not good choices. Yeah. But one's either going to be a male, the other one's going to be a female. So sure. we're either going to elect a male or female president. So that's kind of exciting. <sighs> Are you guys going to vote? Like, uh, I, 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 I might vote, but it won't be for for president. I'll I'll vote on other issues. I'll vote on some some other ballot issues, but not. That's what I was going to do. It's like neither, neither of them is getting my vote. Yeah. And everyone says it's important to vote. It's like you need to have your voice heard. It's like I don't have a voice. I don't. I equally. I'm terrified of both of them. I don't even think that's the issue. Like for me, it's like uh, the popular vote doesn't even matter. So why, why, my my voice doesn't matter. What matters is the electoral vote. Oh, it matters if you're in a <laughs> in a state where like you know you get like a lot of electoral votes. I, no, I mean, but, but, but no matter if a hundred percent of the people in a state vote for candidate A, the the electoral votes for your state could still all go to candidate B. B. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's actually it simply a suggestion. There's no rule that they have to follow it. Yeah, well, and and sometimes, most of the time they will, but sometimes they don't. So <laughs> it's like, why even bother? Sure. It, it's 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 a really weird thing. It's just that our votes, though, over over the, the the course of things, are what got these two candidates there. But yeah, but now from now on, like it's only hypothetically in our hands. Yeah. They just like to pretend that it's in our hands. Like, vote, go, be heard, vote or die. I'll die. <laughs> That's why people like to say we don't live in a democracy. We actually live in a democratic republic by definition. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a true democracy at all. Well, no, it's like if you were in a government class, it, they'd say, well, yeah, sure, we live in a democracy. But if you really break down the definition of what we live in, it's a democratic republic. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So by nature, it's a republic with democratic themes instead of a democracy with Republican themes. Well, either way, I will probably vote for something. I don't know if it's going to be for president. Maybe I'll do a write-in. I vote for another bourbon. Yeah, there you That's, go. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm all out of bourbon. You know, you know what I'll be happy for? Like uh, just the end of election season. 
this has been a super, super stressful and just really irritating and annoying I think <laughs> election season. I just wanted to go away. <laughs> well, I think it's still going to last a uh, couple months after the election happens. Uh, yeah. This is going to have a lot of backlash that it's just going to keep going. It, yes. you know, what's funny is that in 2000, um, why can't I even think straight? In 2008, with the McCain-Obama debates and everything and how, like, McCain was... I think he was very misguided by his by his campaign manager and crew, but how he was kind of going straight muckraking while mm. Obama was just defending and trying to go straight issues, and McCain was almost never talking about issues yeah. unless he was alone. But in debates, he just muckraked. I thought that that, and my dad thought that that was the craziest election he had ever seen in his life, and I figured it was the craziest one that I'd ever see. And then the very next election just blows it out of the water. Like, that, <laughs> was so, that was so tame. That was like a reasonable conversation yep. <laughs> compared to this. This is just not – we are – we really – people joke about it all the time, right? But we are we are just so close to idiocracy. Oh, yeah. We're going to elect Cam, like Camancho the third or whatever. I would totally vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean I'd vote for Terry Crews. That's true. He'd there. be a better president, I think. That'll be my write-in. You know, that movie is like 10 years old Yeah, this year. Yeah. Guys, can we all vote for president? And you know how, like, you can... Oh, we can't write in, though, at this stage, can we? If we could write in at this stage, I'd say we should all write in for Terry Crews. I would. I would. He'll get three votes. It'd be like, no, least. it'd be like, an, you know, in a strange turnout, like, the, the, the eighth uh, runner-up for <laughs> presidential elect was... Actor Terry Crews. Hey, Roseanne Barr was on the last ballot. Oh, you know what's crazy? Like uh, Terry Crews is obviously like a big, like huge guy, but like sometimes you kind of take that for granted. Like, because like uh, I saw The Rock post something on Instagram, like because uh, they're out like uh, you know overseas doing like a show for the troops, and Terry Crews is a part of it. Mm. And The Rock did like a record like a little video with Terry Crews, and it's just like I don't want to say like he. Dwarf the rock, but like Terry Crews, like he could take the rock. Like oh, yeah. Terry, Terry Crews is huge, weighs about twenty pounds less than the rock. But it, I don't know. Like it looked like Terry Crews, like like he could hold his own against the rock. It looked like. Oh no, I'm, just, like, I'm sure. He can. I'm sure. He's, yeah, it's it's crazy because you, you just got to remember that Terry Crews he initially built his muscle for force and athletic performance. Yeah. The rock builds his muscle for aesthetics. Yeah, I mean, people say muscle is muscle. That's not true. Bodybuilders don't have the same output potential as a powerlifter of the same size or an athlete of the same size. Mm. Damn. You know what it is also? I think because, like, I think I'm just so used to seeing Terry Crews in, like, a comedic role. And, like, psychologically oh, yeah. speaking, that kind of diminishes him. But not in a bad way. Whereas, like, in The Rock, I'm always used to seeing him as, like, a macho guy. And that kind of, like, maybe, like elevates him in my mind a little bit but like watching them side by side i'm like wow you know what they're actually more equal than i i was you know i was thinking i'm like holy crap it was like a it was like a reality check i'm like oh shit <laughs> it was you cool need to, you need to watch more of terry cruz in movies like the expendables and more the rock in movies like Tooth see Fairy. even like in the expendables <laughs> i still couldn't take terry cruz all that seriously i'm just like oh it's president Camacho. Oh, but that's more <laughs> serious than uh the rock and tooth fairy or was it tooth i didn't fairy? watch the tooth fairy <laughs> So, all right, all right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, who do you guys think is going to be president? I'm going to. Oh God! I'm going to say Hillary. There's no way Trump gets elected, but that's my bold prediction. 
Go ahead, John. I know you're going to just say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it on the smile. Uh, on I face. agree with Robert. So okay, yeah, you were right. That is something stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm going to say that I I don't I don't really have any inkling of who it will be, but I, I guess I hope it's Hillary because then we get Bill. Yeah, yeah. Bill. Because out of Bill's the back. Of them, Bill's the only sane one. <laughs> I know. Bill's I just, back. I just like the idea of like. You know, Bill just hanging around the White House, like, oh man, I'm so glad I don't you have mean, to do you mean shit Bill this time. Hanging around White House interns again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this time he's not on the clock, so yeah. don't let him in the Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get in trouble this time. Oh, yeah. Slick Willie's back, boys. <laughs> All right, well that does it for Shark Chopper. Um, Go to SharkDropper.com. You can see all of our stuff on there. We have tons of podcasts, including Horror Play, which we mentioned. Uh, movies, films, and flicks with uh, John Levengood and John Lasbeth and Mark Hoffmeyer. Um, do you want to plug anything, John? Uh, no, you just plugged us. So that's cool. Hey, by the way, you know, I'm curious. What episode number is this? I want to say this is episode 126, but I could be wrong. So, I mean, I was – so this is my third episode I've been in. I was in Christmas special 2015 with Black Santa. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in, I was briefly in your episode 100 with with some flickering reception problems and, oh, and yeah. now 126. So I was just keeping score here. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. So three of 126. I think this is 126. It's, it's around that. We're getting uh, – you guys are getting close with MFF also, like – yeah. Have you guys hit? You haven't hit 100 yet, right? We, we've released 75. We've recorded 80. Okay, I think yeah. a couple more months we'll hit uh, 100. Nice. So, all right. Well, uh, also go to Patreon. You can uh, help donate there. It goes to making more podcasts with better quality. Um, you can donate a dollar a month, more than that, if you want. You can go to Patreon.com, search for Shark Dropper Studios, or click the Patreon button on our Shark Dropper website. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, um, drop us an email at uh, sharkdropper at gmail.com or just click on the contact page on our website. We love it all. Love mail, hate mail. Uh, yeah. Spam. Right. Spam mail. Spam mail. <laughs> sure. Tell us about those Viagra pills you got on sale. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I love a good deal. Um, and then don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Five-star rating would be awesome. Uh, I guess that does it for this episode of Shark Dropper. I've been your host, Robert. I've been John. And I've been John. Take it easy, guys. As I stand here looking out over the ocean I didn't want to cause a great big commotion Cause when I saw what looked like a fin Break Surface again, it was a shark. Shark.
above the target. T-minus five seconds till shark drop. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Drop the shark! Go! 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 The following podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production. 